This is the Break Free Podcast with Ashley Winston, where we talk about all things faith, business, and life. Ashley Winston is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, international speaker, author, and business advisor. Today's episode is a break-free throwback. Let's join her as she begins. Tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, 19 years old, at 19, someone who believed in me looked at me and he suggested that I open up a business. And I remember, like, we were leaving the gym, right? So we're leaving the gym, and as I'm walking towards the car, he looks at me, he's a little shorter than me, so he's like, Andy, I think you should open up your own business. And I look at him, I'm like, no way, dude. I can't open up my own business. I'm, I'm black. I'm overweight. I'm a college dropout. How in the, I'm from the hood. How in the world could I see success from my circumstance? So I told the dude, I can't open my own business. And he's like, dude, I believe in you so much. I think you should open up your own business. And on top of that, I'll quit my job and work for you. And I was like, what? Dude. See, like, he you know, said he would quit his job and work for you? Yeah, That's sometimes massive. you need to go with someone else's belief before your belief. So I took his belief and I said, you know what, I'll start started that business and within my first six months after overcoming fear i made my first hundred grand and after that was my first million a year later i love it two things you said i want to point out right number one is that you said sometimes you have to go with other people's belief i i always talk about how like your destiny will talk to you yeah. right what other people say you should be doing you should listen to that right before i started doing production we were like, oh we think you'd be great at production i was like i don't know about it now i'm a producer you know and i felt like your destiny unravels based off your response to that information right the second thing you talked about was overcoming fear i think that's one of the biggest things that stops entrepreneurs that stops people in general from having the life that They've always wanted to live. How did you overcome fear? Well, I personally think that fear is a direction. So when I was when I was thinking about this idea of becoming an entrepreneur, like many of you may have, like entrepreneurship is scary. So I was thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, and I realized that in order for me to to get out of my bubble, I need to overcome some things. I didn't realize it was fear. So in this, this pursuit of entrepreneurship at 19, I go into the uh, gym, I go back into the gym, and I'm looking at the mirror, and as I'm looking at the mirror, I'm thinking about all the reasons why I won't succeed, how it'll happen. So I'm literally planning my fate, right? I'm literally planning my fate of how failure is inevitable for me at this moment. I start bleeding out of my nose. And I remember looking at myself, I said, look, man, you're either going to keep on bleeding or you're going to make a decision to move forward. And I went to my dad and my dad told me, he said, he said, how much is it going to start? I said, to start the business. At the time, it was a cell phone store. The idea was starting a cell phone store. The reason why, I was working at a cell phone store for someone else. And then I knew so much about the cell phone business that I took the knowledge and opened up my own. So my dad asked me, how much is it going to be? I said, it's going to be seven grand. And he, and he said, do you have a seven grand? I said, I was supposed to use it for college. And, and then I was going to take it from college. And I was going to use it for moving out of the state, out of this hood. I had seven grand. You know, seven grand to 19 years is a lot. But my dad said, if you lose it, what's going to happen? You're going to die? And I was like, no. And then he said, so what? So I, I took that leap of faith, opened up that business, and then I realized in that moment that fear was the direction that I was going to because what ended up happening six months after mm -hmm. was me being this black dude, scared to invest seven grand, I ended up making a hundred. See, faith can work both ways for you, right? You can believe that you can do it. You believe that you can't do it. Right, you believe right, that right. you can, you know what I mean? And have the money will come back to you or the money won't come back to you. You know what I'm saying? It's all about mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And in coaching men and coaching women, I've noticed some differences for sure. Mm -hmm. And one of those things talking, because I do have some male listeners, right? 
that I run into a lot of times with men is like just feeling like they how they see themselves, like the insecurity. What advice would you give a male listener to the Break Free podcast who is working a job that they hate, who has a family, but absolutely knows in his heart that he's supposed to be an entrepreneur? So number one, you got to make the decision that you're going to become an entrepreneur. And then number two, you have to get people to know you so ultimately you can purchase and purchase your product and service. Okay, so talk about getting known. Give them three things they can do right now to get known. Get on someone else's podcast. So that way you get in front of their audience. That's tip number one. So there's so many other there's wow. there's so many other people who've already built an audience. So what you can do is give value to their audience, and then, and then what will end up happening is their audience will find the the the, the person the leader of a valuable source for information, but the purse, the people, a percentage of the people who are actually attracted to your message will ultimately start following you as well. So that's number one. Number two, you need to have a team supporting you in this. You can't be by yourself, no matter at what stage that you're in. So when I first started my business, before I, when I first started my business, I built a team. That's the first thing I did. I had a team going into my business. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, the challenge is that they don't have a team. Yeah, they're doing everything by themselves, which yeah. absolutely leads to burnout. And I think that has to do with the mentality. Even when I'm talking to entrepreneurs about scaling their businesses, sometimes it's almost like they don't want to. The fear of actually having to trust other people and them also having to grow in order because you have to grow to lead people right yeah, yeah. When you first get a team you're like wait what you know people responding to you the organization it requires and all of that let's talk about that that entrepreneur for a second the entrepreneur that's doing decent in business and they're still doing everything by themselves what's going to happen to that entrepreneur if they don't figure out how to develop a team and scale their business inevitably you're going to hit failure or you're just going to burn yeah. out so much you cannot do it by yourself that's why we actually created a system in my company called the brand marketing system and the brand marketing system essentially shares number one how to get known and number two how to have the team literally behind you running your business for you on autopilot so for the people that are at a point in their their life right now they're like hey man I have the idea of the business and I'm ready to just start and get the ball rolling we'll support you go to joinbms.com and my team will put a complete system for you at no cost that's again joinbms.com so in the beginning the prerequisite is to make that decision and say hey I'm gonna get started and I'm gonna move forward but I think you need some some sort of mindset shift and that's where Ashley comes in see I'm not the mindset guy I, I do share a lot about mindset but more so I put the knowledge and the systems together to allow the business to grow and I do share a lot about mindset and I share actionable tips but I think where Ashley really hones down in is that understanding about mindset and, and what you need to do to be able to elevate yourself to the next level because that without hitting that prerequisite of the mindset, faith, and the systems for that, you can't hit the, 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 the growth in the business. Exactly. And that's one of the things I saw in coaching people for like the last 10 years and, you know, trafficking between multiple industries. I noticed that, man, I get people to a certain place, but there's still another step missing in order for them to hit the numbers they want to hit. And so I don't do marketing, you know what I'm saying? I don't do systems, but I know you need them, right? And I know good companies have them. And so that's why I'm so thankful that God connected us because I really feel like it's a direct feed. What's something that you've had to break free from as an individual in order to actually move into what you feel like you were called to do? Obscurity. Hmm. Okay, that's the marketing answer. Give me a personal answer. So from the personal side is decision making. Essentially, 
dialing down on one thing, I think I'm so well versed in so many different areas like we all are. And I, I experienced that sense of shiny object syndrome yeah. where that I can make a decision. I, I'm like, man, if I go into real estate and I become a real estate agent, man, I would dominate it. With like with the systems that I have already, I would dominate real estate agent sales. Okay, but do I want to go there? I can go into a hundred percent insurance sales, but I would take it off the top with their system. Yeah. But what I asked God for was more so of like, what do you want me to do? And then it was in alignment with this, something that had no system or vision that I couldn't really see direction towards. Mm-hmm. So as I started making decisions to go towards the vision that I believe God wanted me to go towards, that's when I started seeing this person was happened to be there. But I think that's why the decision is so important because it's not until like, if you're at this stage, stage number one over here, so if we look at the table as a time span of life, right? Mm-hmm. And we're at stage number one where we need to make a decision. What people tend to do is they, procrastinating on decision making because they're like, I don't see the direction to go to the end of the sure. table. But what I believe happens is once you make the decision to take the next step, that's when the person who was supposed to be there shows up, right? You're in the space. So you want, you're looking for an opportunity, you showed up, the opportunity presents itself. So, but a lot of people miss out on the opportunity because they're still back here thinking about the decision. I think that's so powerful because indecision um, the Bible says that a double-binded man is unstable in all of his ways that man receives nothing right because literally you're back and forth right mm-hmm. you you can't you're not you can't do anything with that right mm-hmm. so um, I think a decision is important how did you become a Christian I, I, I made a decision to move to Los Angeles I get to Los Angeles and because I'm in downtown LA at the time I don't know anyone so after I, I successfully had my business. I was making so much money in my area that I realized that I'm hiring my friends' parents. I'm hiring my, my old friends from high school. I'm at the top of this food chain. I need to get out in order for me to expand. Cause, sure. Because this feeling of, of like not progressing was holding me captive. Like being in the top of your in your state, and especially in a small state like Rhode Island, it's holding me captive. So I went to LA. I'm thinking that Hollywood is definitely going to stretch me, right? So I get to LA, I'm new to LA, I'm in downtown Los Angeles, and the first thing I'm thinking about, okay, is I need to get a girl. So I go on Yelp and I type in uh, Black Christian Church, or Black Church, right? Just Black Church, actually. I didn't know about Christianity. I went, because I was raised Catholic, I went to Catholic school. Sure. So I type in Black Church, and it brings me to this church called Oasis in downtown LA. And I visualize this idea of a woman. Yeah. I, I like, had this picture of how this woman is going to look. I get to the church, at the church, what ends up happening is that there's like a, a uh, one of the patrons, one of the people yeah. that help with volunteers. Yeah, sure. He, the, the church is completely full and then there's like a, a, a he pulled out his phone he's looking for someone's purse he finds the purse but at an empty seat sure. so I'm like you know what I'm gonna sit there I look to my left the girl I, I literally envisioned <laughs> is there right you're like this so, is the girl this is the girl in my mind guys so, so in that moment I'm like man I'm coming to this church girl. I was looking for a girl but really what God uh-huh. was doing was like it was more like a carrot thing where it's like yep. yeah go He'll there go there so I'm over here in pursuit of a girl yeah and then what ends up happening is I find Christ when I was there the pastor was on on the pulpit and he's like man I was you know Back in the day, I was smoking weed at this, and I had this situation. And I had this honey come talk to me, and I was like, "My pastor, oh, pastor, what's going?" On? Like, like, cause I thought yeah. that this person was supposed to be perfect. Yeah, I thought this person was like the white, many al- people do, white mm-hmm. almighty man, a white almighty man, cause that's how the Catholic Church. 
portrays him. Sure. And this person is like so relatable that I said, I'm going to come here. Then I start volunteering and I start connecting and I'm in this connect groups and I'm learning about wife, man, manhood and so on and so forth. Sure. And I ultimately learn about this idea of uh, business in the kingdom. How has your relationship with God now and your understanding of faith shaped your business and what's different? In 2016, I moved to Cali with um, a lot of money and like multiple accounts and, and institutions. And then I didn't know about investments. So mm. being 21 with more money than you can count, I didn't yeah. know about stewardship. So I stopped blowing money and I wasn't making income. And then I just start spending. Oh, five grand, swipe it. Mm. And oh, oh, two grand, swipe it. Oh, let's go to Vegas today, swipe it. I got just swipe it. And then ultimately, so 2016, that's the beginning. Around the end of 2017, I'm broke. So it took mm. like a year and some change. I got no money. Mm. And um, um, I remember going, like, panicking. And I started getting credit cards, and I'm like, yeah, what do I with- do? What do I? I I'm like, what do I? So I, got, I go back to cell phone companies. I'm trying to get a job, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing getting a job? I, right. bro, I own these, bro. Like, where? where like, right. You went all the way down. So that's why you know she talks about like having your image like having the image because I had an image of ownership. I had an image of understanding of like who I am. Yeah. So when someone said, Hey, come work, come work in my cell phone store. I was like, bro, first of all, right, I, I do can this. double your revenue. <laughs> right. I do like, cell phones. But, but not only that. So I lost the money. Sure. And then, and then in this time of famine, like, yeah. my biggest downfall was calling my dad and asking him for 50 bucks and now you don't need like I don't need years of famine to make an understanding mm-hmm. I had a few months of okay. famine it, basically you're saying that once you came into the kingdom of God you gave your life to Christ you became more intentional about how, how what you're doing with the money right I knew there was something deeper that had to be fixed on the inside of you it wasn't money because what, what ends up happening is like I'm I don't really care too much about the actual money. I had to change some things about me. I had this scenario where I could I wasn't even comfortable taking my shirt off at the beach. Mm-hmm. So the money in my account didn't mm. mean anything to, in that regard. you still didn't feel good about you. I still didn't feel good about That's me. Good, so, so what I learned in through like the last, I don't know, maybe five years is that the like experiencing the money, it was yeah, it was more about who was I being. So when I when I changed my being, my income started to change and right, exactly. And you know, I love to talk about being and who you're becoming because it's so important, right? Yeah. Because that was that really was your turning point. And obviously, promising to God, I will never do something stupid that money again. A lot of times when I'm coaching people, they want to go from like making like you know four thousand dollars a month to like a million dollars, right? And I'm like, well, how are you managing the four grand? Let's just talk about that, right? Because it definitely impacts um, what God will be able to give to you, right? What, what, what you can manage. So, yeah, and also confronting yourself, being able to be honest about your level of stewardship, about your mindset um, around money and things like that. You know, I think sometimes we're, I would say we want high school results or college results, but we have elementary mindset. You know what I'm saying? About it. Now, you know, to make millions per year doesn't mean that you have millions in the bank. You have expense, yep. you have expenses, right? That's true. So if you're saying like, hey, I make $3 million a year, doesn't mean you have $3 million in the bank. Now you could if you've been doing that steadily for a few years. Right. And But here's here's essentially what happened. There was this example that took place with Kodak. Have you heard about what happened with Kodak? No, enlighten me. And Kodak, 
Kodak was essentially granted some money. Mm -hmm. And so they got their marketing up. They put a system together that allowed them to get money from the government for medication for COVID. Okay. So they got funded millions upon, I think it was like 700 something million dollars. Okay. That was funded to Kodak. What happened is that the stock price shot up from like $2 to 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. So if you do the math, if you put $60,000 in the right. deal, you're coming out with a few million. Exactly. And I remember asking myself, okay, if I did the math, like, okay, if I put 60 grand, I was willing to put $60,000 into Kodak with an understanding that this will be the outcome. Right. But I come out with $5 million on top the next day. What am I going to do with the $5 million? Like, but the money's not the use for the spending. Yeah. The money's not used for spending. So that's when I realized, okay, there's a bigger system mm -hmm. behind it. So what you really need is a system. That's what I want to, I want people to understand. What you need is a system and that's what will change your life. That's what will change your finances. Like the brand marketing system is focused on systematizing the marketing of your brand. The, 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 if you have $5 million, what are you going to do with $5 million? So it's like people who say, I'm going to, I want to be a millionaire. That's great. But right. what's the system that you're going to use to be able to multiply that $5 million? Absolutely. When I'm coaching people, I always talk to them. I always say like money is made through systems and structures. Even if you're not like in big business, if you're an organization and you just want to serve more people, you still need systems and structures because all increase needs that. Yeah. All forms of it needs it in order, for in order to, to in increase. Like when we look at the increase, if you feel like you have a blessing, what I believe now in this new economy mm -hmm. is that if you feel like you have a blessing or a gift to give to people, you need a system to let that gift or absolutely blessing be known. And I think right now what's happening is like, and I just see God really moving in the marketplace, which is why I think it's so important that we're educating ourselves. Those that have just used to church and getting all their answers. I mean, there's so much more that we need to learn actually if as believers we're actually going to be able to compete with the world and do real business yeah you know when you look at the top people in in the business space you'll start realizing god really behind it like when you look at the top i agree with you 100 even the ceos like you see god god behind that man god behind that what do you think are some of the biggest ways that entrepreneurs block their money so I think the real reason that people are money's blocked is that they don't delegate. They don't have I other team members yes. give. Delegating is much easier said than done. Okay. Um, if people are not used to delegating at all, what did you notice about yourself or what did you learn about yourself as a CEO when you first started trying to delegate? So in my company, we have virtual assistants my, uh, from around the world. I have virtual assistants in the Philippines, Latin America, and Europe who run my business. A small group of people in the United States, just small. Mm -hmm. So maybe three people in the United States who actually are supporting with growth. And what I've learned is that in the beginning, I was stunted. I stunted my growth of delegation of, of like giving tasks because I wanted it to be, look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then Perfect, so yeah. by, by, you know, one of the things that we say in my company is uh, it's not about perfection, it's about progression. Right. And the reason why is because if I were to try to look at everything, like my, my example, my, my Instagram and, and YouTube videos, I don't look at the uh, completion of it. They get posted without me even looking. Right. It's impossible for me to run a business and look at YouTube videos all day and say, this is, you know, so I was literally, I was stuck by trying to have everything perfect. Yeah. Like my, uh, my marketing emails. So my copywriter writes the emails. I was stuck actually reading all these oh, emails. So yeah. I would just, I would just delegate and I would have to reread and like, okay, it's not here. Perfect. Yeah. 
So after quite some time, I realized that I'm going to make mistakes. I could have three people uh, read my book, and I'm talking about the grammar's on point. Or I could have 100,000 read it, and I focus my energy on selling the book, but there's grammatical errors, run-on sentences, so on and so forth. So when I was stuck here, my business was stuck. Yeah. Because my everything that my virtual assistant did, my one right. virtual assistant did, was incorrect. But over here, I got 30 people, 40 people that are doing everything wrong, but the output of my organization is so wide, the money doesn't even calculate the same. Right, and you're able to move a lot faster. I remember when I was first uh, being coached by somebody years ago, they were talking to me about that. Just about, you know, perfection paralysis, basically, and needing to be able to be okay with mistakes being made and just moving forward and putting it out there. But what would you say is the balance, though? Because there's definitely a thin line between, like, just putting stuff out there and then still operating with the spirit of excellence, right? And everybody's brand is not your brand. And some people, they're, what they're doing is a little bit more personal, and they do have to pay a little bit more attention to those things because of what they are selling and what they're doing. So... What advice do you give that person as it relates to marketing or just knowing when? Because I see that a lot. Like what you're talking about when I'm coaching people. Yep. Yeah. And and I I do see their need. Their needs are legit in the sense of like they still want their personal touch on it, right? But where do you feel like they should definitely let go? So it's more about like being true to the vision that you want. And what I mean by that is, is like for example, like I'm looking at my Instagram, right? I haven't checked my Instagram like two days. And one of my team members, you know how on Instagram it asks you to do landscape the, the, the yeah. wide way or the square? Mm-hmm. So they did a square for the, wide, the the landscape video, so essentially zoomed in. And it's incorrect. It, it was incorrect. That's one experience. Another experience that I just had was one of my team members edited a video. They submitted it. They, they do like dozens of videos a week. Sure. They submitted it. And the audio, so the way that this audio is being recorded, yeah. one could be off the microphone. And off the microphone and one on the camera. So on the microphone, it picks up the perfect crisp audio. But sure. on the one on the camera um, is like the echo with mm-hmm. the room. So they edit the video with the echo. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. so you can hear echo, and they didn't choose in the yeah. editing, they didn't choose the microphone. Sure. I still posted on Instagram yeah. and I got it out there. We had that happen like an episode or two ago on the Breakbeat Podcast. And people kept reaching out to me like, the audio, whatever. But content was still got put it out there well, anyway. I would you know, ask, even, in that, even in that situation, like when people reach out to you, yeah. I'm going to see how can I, okay, great. The fact that you're listening, right. that's amazing. How can I serve you in your yeah. business? <laughs> no, it's okay. true. What you're saying is super important. I think it's the key. What advice would you give any entrepreneur right now in the season that we're in with the coronavirus yep i think that for the right entrepreneur covid19 is your blessing Mm. i believe covid19 listen to me carefully covid19 the coronavirus this pandemic for the first time in my lifetime as an adult the field has been leveled the field has the level. When you think of a millionaire or a billionaire or a trillionaire, these large companies, when you look at the personal brands that run the world, for the first time, it has been leveled. The only difference between you and someone like the president or between you or someone like a billionaire, the only difference is that their work before allowed them, like is taking care of them now, but at some point it's gonna run out. This is the first time you'll see these large billionaires looking at where can I invest money? Who can I work with? Who, who can I connect with? What, 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 can I, what can I do? So the field is leveled. 
So this is your opportunity. Your only thing against you and your business is the fact that people do not know you, so now they cannot give you money. That's why I created joinbms.com. It's because it's to get people to know who you are and know about your business, so that way you can take care of the people that depend on your success. Good. The Bible says that God will make your name great. He'll do it. But I think a lot of times we think that means we just going to sit back and do and do no work yeah. a lot of times, right? And so I just want to blend that for the faith-based listeners, you know, in general that, yes, God will make your name great, but he also says that faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a work to your faith, right? You have to be in action. And I also want to, uh, real quick before we wrap up, to say that it is God's desire for your business to grow, for your business to scale, for you to reach people. That's how the kingdom of God is advanced. God doesn't want us just, you know, staying in our mama's basement, you know what I mean? Just keeping our business downstairs, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. He wants us to absolutely grow in Genesis, right? That's the mandate. He says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. That means you have to take dominion. You know? So you said be a leader? Be a leader. Yeah, but you have to lead yourself first, right? 100%. Lead yourself and then I agree. I think that's where it actually comes in where, where, where it comes to like leading yourself and like those uh, basic fundamentals. Like yeah. Those, before you start, you know, people will be like, I want to make two trillion dollars a week. Like, like, like people <laughs> I hear that all the time. So when I say be a leader, is to get in a position of leadership. I know like, for example, one of the systems that we have is virtual assistants from outside of the United States. You can hire people as low as four or five bucks, six bucks an hour, and there it's not that there's something wrong, it's that because in their economy, they two hundred dollars can take care of a family of yeah. three for the entire month. So in business, COVID allows us to have the opportunity to connect. And that's why I shared the brand marketing summit. It's like the recognition that you can actually be a leader to other people and grow the vision that you have for your life, your business will most importantly your purpose. Yep. Talk about being mentored a little bit just before we close and about being coachable, like why that is so important because I meet a lot of people, they want help, you know what I mean? They're saying they want this, that, but they really don't, they're not coachable. Real life example, one of my team members in my company, she came to me um, earlier in the year, when in the January, she's like, Andy, I work directly with the clients I think we should have online programs because we didn't have online programs. We had one online program, which was five grand. Because I said, I'm not working with anyone under five grand. I said, I'm not working with anyone under five grand. So we'll do a bunch of five, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 deals. But then she came to me, she's like, I talked to so many people throughout the month, Andy, I think we should have low ticket opportunity. And I said, I've done that in the past, it didn't work. That's where they're like thinking that failure, failure is, is something that's wrong. Instead, the way I shifted because I listened to her. Now this is a team member, an employee of mine yeah. who worked for me. So it's not I'm high and mighty because I, she works for me. It's that I humble myself and I'm like, okay, what is she really saying? Right. I, it's not about, she's looking at your business every day. Um, it's not about me knowing it all. I'm like, what is she really saying? What mm-hmm. she ended up. What I ended up understanding was that there's a large clientele that we were not serving behind the purpose because mm. it wasn't that there was like a challenge in finances sure. to look to lower the price point. She just realized that once I was constantly sharing like what's the vision of this company, she was like, there's a large percentage of people that are being missing out on sure that that need this mindset. And I was like, okay, so I ended up going into the studio and I recorded a bunch of courses, recorded a bunch of content. 
And then what ends up happening is that COVID-19 happens. So we started giving people access to these low ticket price points, low ticket price points. And then what I saw out of there was the shift behind the money. Like the money moved more out of the way because the business originally was designed around money. And Mm. I moved the money out of the way and I started seeing people flourish. I started, so the fact that somebody can't pay me 10 grand changed when I started seeing that, hey, this person who had no idea of their purpose moved forward into their purpose. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter how much they paid me. That didn't matter. But what ultimately ended up happening is that I started seeing the, the, the changes that people, like one of my clients last this week, uh, every Tuesday I host a meeting with a group of students who are in a mentorship program. I have a mm-hmm. four-week mentorship program. And one of them, she said, she was, she's a God-fearing woman. She goes through this train. She invests a few thousand dollars in the program. Before, now it's a couple thousand. It's not five. Yeah. She didn't have five. But she's in the program. Now she's in the program, and she's doing her homework based on what I shared sure. to do, for her to do. She's now getting on a, a BET show. Doing the homework. when she was doing her homework, she became visible to someone who was on BET that was moved by her Look message. Look at that. And the producer reached out to her and said, hey, I would like you to be on this deal. That's and amazing. Now she's like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening. Amazing. So what I share with people wow. is that when I made that discovery, the first thing I immediately do is I share with the people I lead. I share the, as soon as I get data like this, sure. I share with the people I lead. I, lead. I don't want to think about it, think about a curriculum and, and, and a year and a half down the road now set. I'm like, I get on Facebook and I'm telling people this message. I'm yeah. like, hey, you got you got to be able to serve everyone in your community and build your business around serving the people, not just about the money. That's a great place to close. It's about serving the people. If you enjoy the Break Free podcast and want to stay connected to Ashley, subscribe to her email list by going to theashleywinston.com and receive the number one secret to overcoming obstacles and creating a life you love for free. Within this secret, you'll discover many keys to advancing your personal and professional goals and enjoy gaining the clarity that moves you forward at warp speed. Become a part of the Break Free family by signing up today and getting the inspiration you need to reach your next level of unstoppable. Stay up to date with Ashley's latest episodes and be the first to know about new offers, products, services, and events. Simply visit theashleywinston.com.